Earlier this week, members of the main journalist union Etu picketed Stuff's premises in Auckland, Hamilton and Wellington and a 24-hour stop work is due to be held next week. Now at the heart of this is a below-inflation pay offer that Dominion Post journalist and Etu delegate Tom Hunt described as an insult to the journalists that Stuff claims to be so proud of. Now, journalism's never been an especially well-paid job, except for a few managers and presenters at the top end of the pay scale, but no major news organisation has had its journalists go on strike for almost a decade and a half. So this week, Hayden Donnell asked Tom Hunt, why now? It's most almost entirely about pay. Um, we've become very close to an agreement with the company, kind of achingly close. What we, we're trying to get, the union is trying to get, everyone to match the cost of living increase, which has been 7.25% over the past year. I don't think anyone disagrees that to keep journalists in the profession, you need to start paying them a bit better. That's not just stuff that's you know across the board. I think every media organisation is starting to realise that. Um, it really comes down to you know people being able to earn enough to, to live properly. And we're not talking people earning huge money here. We're not you know, trying to get big increases for people over 100 grand, say, but in almost taking those people right at the bottom out, saying, look, treat them separately because we all know they have to get up, go up quite a lot more than that. Now, negotiations ongoing, uh, even as we're talking today, there's going to be more meetings. Journalists' pay has been under pressure for a long time. Even then, it's actually quite rare for this kind of thing to happen and for journalists to go on strike. Why do you think that is? Well, I've sat through quite a few of these negotiations over the years I've been doing the union stuff. People really want the company to keep going and all that stuff, and there's a lot of sympathy there for the other pressures. So people have been willing to take a smaller increase, you know, than this low, you know, one two percent that kind of thing. But what's different now is that real cost of living thing, where people just can't afford to keep going the way it is. You know, it's like talk about that person eating baked beans three nights a week you know they're, they're not alone you know we set up a, a hardship fund um, where people earning a bit more can donate and help fund the younger ones or lower paid ones through the industrial action and the stories out of that they're absolutely heartbreaking people are just really struggling to live now and that's the difference I think is, is that you know it's gone from not having the nice to haves to not being able to have the need to haves um, and that's, I think, why people are really willing to strike. People are really kind of wanting to take a stand this time, and I've never seen it like that. Maybe people don't know what journalists are paid. So what are journalists paid? There's very few journalists, um, well, anywhere, not just stuff, who'd be earning in, in the six figures. Most of them are, are kind of, you know, mid-range, I'd say, would be in the 60 to 70 range. Sadly, you know, if you've got a mortgage, kids... All those kind of things, it's really not enough these days. Literally today, one of our really really good reporters is uh, having his last day and, you know, incredibly diligent, all that kind of thing. He just can't afford to stay uh, stay with us anymore, unfortunately. Um, you know, he's got a kid, got a mortgage, you know, and those realities have come into play. Now, the company's argument, though, is that, look, its costs are rising. The cost of paper's going up a whole heap. It's subscriptions uh, for papers are still falling. Times are tough. It's hard to keep up with inflation. Now, uh, do you have some sympathy for the company's point of view there? Look, absolutely. Um, that's you know that's why we've kept it at the cost of living increase. And that... Quite a lot of optimism about stuff when Sinead Boucher bought it for a dollar. 
what happened? How has there become increasing disillusionment here? You're right, there was absolutely uh, a lot of support when Sinead brought it, and hands down I think it was a great move by her Um, back then. I think we wouldn't have a company if it wasn't for that. Really, it's not a feeling against Sinead or the company so much. It's just there seems to have been a kind of almost a, a breakdown in feels like kind of almost the emperor's new clothes in terms of this pay thing where now you've got 200 people saying look you've got to actually start paying us properly um and i I look i really hope we can actually sit down and sort it out i don't think anyone holds any grudges against the management and i know for a fact that uh reporters on the ground have huge respect for their most of their immediate managers not across the board but um, it's not a irreparable situation. We just need to get this sorted out. There's this other kind of drama or point of contention going on and stuff right now, which is a regional news organisation. There was fear at the time that there would be job cuts in these regional newsrooms. Is that a factor there as well, even though it has turned out that no jobs have been lost? I mean, it's definitely unsettling um, when, you know, amongst all this other stuff you find out there's massive restructuring out there. I think the one the one thing they did good was have a kind of a so last in first off policy. So it meant the people who are really entrenched in the communities out in Southland, Palms and North, Taranaki, all those places, they're the ones kind of generally staying, which is good. But I mean it's definitely been unsettling. whenever there's restructuring of any sort, people are definitely unhappy and, you know, I guess we'll come out in the wash how the new system works. Um I really hope it does work well. How optimistic are you about the future? It's tough times everywhere right now, but do you think this will get sorted out? Oh, like when I first started back down in the Nelson Mail about 2005, um, I was there about for a couple of few weeks and um, we got told there's going to be restructuring. Um, and so the whole time I've been, been here at Stuff and other places, there's always been that kind of uncertainty. Uh, but, you know, the company has survived. Um, there's actually been, up until now, has been the longest period of certainty we've had. You know, there really hasn't been any kind of major restructuring. So I think it will continue. I think it will obviously change. It will probably get smaller as time goes on. But, I mean, we're hearing, hearing that it's um, stabilising. So, like, I really hope it does stay on. I think, you know, New Zealand needs more media companies uh not less. I'm tentatively optimistic it will keep going. But it's um, good journalism um, will, of, of course, suffer if you keep losing good staff. So, um, you know, the people who have been around for a long time are invaluable. And I guess the real fear is that if there's not survivable wages, particularly in Auckland and Wellington, these kinds of cities, this could become a job that's kind of a hobby almost for the wealthy and well-supported. There might be even less diversity in the industry than there is now. Yeah, and well, yeah, for a lot of people, you almost have to be sponsored into it by slightly wealthier parents who, you know, that you can spend a few years living at home or being looked after or just being really poor for a few years until you get your wages up. Um, and so, you know, the sad fact of the matter is that does lead to less, less diversity because, you know, Māori, Pacifica tend not to be as well off um, and so you know the lack of pay does sadly lead, lead to less diversity Now this may shock you but a lot of people don't find journalists all that sympathetic and we're quite we're quite poorly trusted, you know, sort of around with used car salesmen and lawyers uh, what would you say to them? Uh, <laughs> no, look, I mean the, the media 
has in the past, um, not coated itself in glory. I think, you know, stuff has acknowledged quite a few past wrongs there, and, and we're not alone in that. I like to think that most of the uh, mainstream media in New Zealand is overall, tries to be as trustworthy as possible. Um, they've actually been really proud at stuff of a lot of the work we have done to restore trust. Um, you know, the amount of focus on, you know, getting things right and also fixing things when we get wrong has been, you know, really notable. Look, journalists aren't that liked. I think we're ranked somewhere like used car salesmen in terms of trust. But being on the front line, I can tell you that journalists are hugely trustworthy on the whole. Hey, thank you very much, Tom. Hey, thank you. Dominion Post journalist and Etu Union delegate Tom Hunt talking there to Hayden Donnell. Well, as you heard there, Stuff has also upset its journalists by restructuring local news gathering around the country in a way that will mean fewer reporters in the local newsrooms that produce papers like the Timaru Herald, Southland Times and Manawatu Standard. The plan involved handling news in other centres instead, possibly staffed by the journalists who were in the posts that were disestablished in the local newsrooms. Well, after consulting its staff, Stuff decided to proceed and that new system begins tomorrow. Each regional newsroom will still have an editor, reporters and visual journalists, and Stuff says all editors, news directors and reporters impacted by the reorganisation will continue to have jobs at Stuff. Well, this week we asked Stuff about what all this might mean for the future of local news and local papers around the country, and we also wanted to talk about that industrial action going on at the moment. Now, Stuff said that wasn't possible right now, but next week they will talk to us about those issues.